Chapter 15 of The Radio Boys on the Mexican Border by Gerald Breckenridge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 15 To the Rescue. I may be wrong, said Mr. Temple thoughtfully, in giving my sanction to this plan to rescue Mr. Hampton, but I do not believe so, and all things considered, it seems the best, if not the only, way out. I've been accustomed to regard you as mere boys, but the conduct of every one of you in our adventures lately has shown me that you are able to think and act for yourselves. Yet I don't know. Jack, you and Frank are motherless. But if anything happened to Bob, his mother would never forgive me. Say, Dad, forget it, grumbled the big fellow to hide his emotion. I can take care of myself. His father's eyes lighted approvingly as they surveyed his truly heroic frame yes i guess you can he said and you carry a cool head too at any rate i've given my approval he smiled whimsically then looked from one to the other of the three eager young fellows my daughter delia was right he said when i left home she said i was wrong to think of you any more as youngsters and that the first thing i knew you would be making use of your wit and ingenuity to take care of me and now her words are in a measure coming true all four were grouped around the dining-room table for several hours plans for the rescue of mr hampton had been discussed and rejected out of it had grown a plan which called for a daring invasion of the enemy's territory by the boys mr temple had impressed upon them the necessity for preventing the united states government from being involved in the situation he had explained a number of angles not made clear before among other considerations he said was the fact that practically all the Central and South American republics were jealous of their big Yankee neighbor. If our government were to make a hostile move toward Mexico, he declared, the other Latin republics would misconstrue our motives. They would consider that because of our size we were acting the part of the bully in order to reap financial benefit. They call us the dollar republic, you know. Our interests in Central and South America would suffer a severe setback. Accordingly, it was distinctly up to the boys and Mr. Temple to effect Mr. Hampton's rescue themselves, and out of the discussion had grown the plan to have Jack, Bob, and Frank make their way to the Calamari's ranch and offer their services to the rebel forces in the guise of young Americans who were seeking adventure. Once within the rebel stronghold, they would bide their time and await an opportunity to free Mr. Hampton and escape with him. I, for one, won't be content until I get back our airplane, said Frank, when the details were being discussed. Probably we shall be able to recapture it, and then we can all four make our escape in it. The plane carries three easily, and can be made to carry four in a pinch. Hooray for you, cried Jack delightedly. That's a real idea. I'll say so, declared Bob. We can do it, too. I know we can. Carried away by the boy's enthusiasm, Mr. Temple nodded approval jack said he was certain enlistment in the rebel forces would offer no difficulties from tom bodine the guard at the radio plant with whom he had had many conversations during the past two months about conditions on the border he had learned that adventurous young americans fought frequently on the one side or another in the mexican revolutions i can speak spanish pretty well too jack pointed out and bob and frank have a smattering of the language which they picked up from me it was true two years before jack had spent his summer vacation in peru where his father was engaged at the time in inspecting mining properties jack had learned considerable spanish during his stay and on his return home had continued his studies of the language moreover he had aroused the interest of his chums to such an extent that they also had begun to study spanish often when by themselves the three boys spoke to each other in the language 
Spanish, by the way, is the easiest of all foreign tongues to learn, as, unlike French and Italian, all letters are sounded and the grammar is very simple. Mr. Temple was not to accompany the boys because, in the first place, his age and distinguished appearance would arouse suspicion. Young fellows riding in to enlist in the rebel forces was something that could be understood, but in his case it would be a different matter. He would stay at the ranch with Rollins, whom he decided to give another chance. Rollins knew the business details of the oil operations, and unless he were retained, the work could not go on. For that reason, and also because he believed Rollins was truly repentant for his treachery and would be faithful in the future, Mr. Temple retained him. Rollins had supplied valuable information for the expedition. He gave the exact location of the Calamari's ranch in the valley amid low mountains more than a hundred miles to the south. There were two possibilities that the boys might be recognized for what they were. If Remedios should arrive at Rebel headquarters, or if von Arnheim or Morales recognized Bob as the youth who had foiled them on Long Island. Neither was very likely. Remedios, they learned from Rollins, had no intention of leaving the district, because even if the boys tried to cause his arrest, he had a mysterious political pool with the American officials, practically all of whom were of Mexican descent. As for Morales and von Arnheim, they had only a fleeting glimpse of Bob, and he could disguise his appearance sufficiently to make that of no account. "'Well, boys,' said Mr. Temple finally, "'if we were all back in New York under normal conditions, I should consider this just about the craziest notion ever, and never would consent to your carrying it out. But out here, amid these changed surroundings, it seems the natural thing to do. For the life of me, I can't bring myself to feel any alarm.' "'That's right, Dad,' said Bob. Don't you worry. We'll be all right. It was now late afternoon. Tom Bodine was to escort the boys to the border as soon as darkness fell, making a big swing around Ransom so as to avoid notice, and set them on their way. They would travel by horseback, all three having ridden since childhood. There were a number of good mounts in the corral from which to select. The boys planned to ride the major portion of the night until they should reach a cave in the first of the Mexican foothills, where they would spend the next day in hiding. Tom Bodine knew the cave of old and was able to give the boys the location of certain landmarks which would make it easy for them to find it. The following night they would continue their journey, and this should bring them to the Calamari's ranch on the morning of the second day. "'Time to get ready,' said Mr. Temple, looking at his watch. And remember, the very first thing you must try to do is get into their radio station and call me. Day or night, the men here will be watching for your signal and will call me. I'll be mighty anxious about you, so remember. We shall call you, sir, said Jack as the boys moved away. And don't worry, I'm sure we'll come out all right. End of chapter 15